So then let's jump directly in there. Um, today we have a wonderful guest. He is lots of things and he will tell us in a, in a second because then he will start talking. Um, he's a producer, he's a musician, he has a DJ school, he's DJ, like probably way much more. Um, but let's welcome Ruben Rodriguez. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? So where to start? Maybe we start from now and then jumping back into your maybe youth or childhood. So what are you doing now? So for everyone listens, we are talking about a journey from artist to entrepreneur and what it needs in this in this episode in the perspective and experience from Ruben to be a successful entrepreneur instead of a common, maybe the starving artist concept. And so let's let's dive into what you're doing now. So what is your whole entrepreneur range? What what are you doing? Well, first of all, at the moment, um, I am a music producer, mm -hmm. uh, a sound engineer, a composer, songwriter. Um, and the whole business side to it is I have a um, company with a very good friend of mine. And in this company, we run a recording studio. We have a, a booking agency for singers, musicians, and DJs. And we run a DJ school mm -hmm. um, in which we teach um, people of all ages, from young to old, uh, how to become a successful DJ. Um, and I'm also um, a DJ. Oh, mostly on the weekends. Um, yeah, that's basically the whole the whole uh, operation yeah. of what I'm doing at the moment. The whole range. Uh, I have already now so many questions. Um, why? The why is maybe too simple, but what is the ambition and the motivation of this whole range? So would there be something missing when you would have to choose only one or how did it come that you do all these things? So maybe some people think like, Oh, how can you do all of these things? And what is maybe your favorite or what brings the most money or yeah. Share a little bit of why so many different things. Well, first of all, um, we would have to go back when, when I started to become a professional musician. Um, mm -hmm. when I, when I was a kid, my parents, um, uh had me um uh given a piano lessons because they found out really soon that I'm very interested in music mm -hmm. so they um um got me a piano uh teacher I started learning how to play the piano and that evolved like being surrounded by for example uh my my brother-in-law he was also a musician and he introduced me to the possibility of um record The music that I play on the piano by giving me a computer, which I was able to record stuff on the piano. And so he basically introduced me into the whole recording and producing process of being a musician. Yeah. And, and it sparked a big interest in being able not only to play an instrument, but also to have the possibility to record that instrument. Um, I met a few fellow musicians, uh, rappers, singers, and, and it started all that process of making music together with other people. Mm -hmm. And so basically the first thing that I became was a music producer because I was I joined a band and 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 I was the one with the skills to be able to to 
uh, uh, create the music, get a hold of the ideas of the other musicians and putting it together to songs. So first I became a music producer, a songwriter, a composer. And um, my musical roots have always been in, in, in hip hop music. In the, I, I grew up in the uh, 80s, 90s, and, and hip hop was a huge influence on me. Um, as my father, he used to work for uh, the American military here in Germany. I was confronted with hip hop music on a very early stage. And the thing with hip hop music is, as, as a musician, I started to dissect the genre and I started noticing, well, hip hop is a, a, a genre which is consistent of different um, music styles. It has influence from soul music, from gospel, from classical music, rock music. So uh, it sparked my interest in a diversity of different musical genres and, and, and it opened up like this whole new perspective on not only being a, a music producer in hip hop, so just going into a wide area and a wide range of music genres. And it also um, kind of sparked the interesting, the interest in, in um, when, when it comes to hip hop. And I, I went to a, a concert and, and basically on stage, there just was a DJ and a rapper. <laughs> and, and the DJ is the one who's playing the music for the rapper. So the DJ has always been like a, a, a pivotal, um, uh, um, how to say, uh, like a, 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 wait a second. The DJ has always been like the main uh, performer besides the rapper on stage in hip hop music. So that interested me. It, it, and also because I've always had like this technical uh, side in me to music. So mm -hmm. I, I, I started getting into that whole DJ thing. Um, saved some money, bought some turntables. And for me, it was interesting because the music that I would produce in the in the studio at the next stop would be taking it to the DJ and play the music in front of a crowd and see the reaction of the crowd to the music. And that was kind of like a... It worked like a really, really good symbiosis. For me, it was like I create something, and the next step is I can take it to the crowd as a DJ and see their reaction. So the information that I would get from the crowd when I was DJing was like really, really important and a huge influence when I was back in the studio creating music. And, and also when like... Uh, like when I was 17, 16, 17 years old, I, I would DJ in clubs that I would not be able to get in because I wasn't 18 years old. So <laughs> that was kind of hilarious that they would let me inside the club because I was the DJ, but as a guest, they would not let me in. That was really funny. And what I noticed in that moment is that the reaction of the crowd to certain genres, certain songs would influence uh, uh, my way of producing and my approach to composing songs. So the connection between DJ and, and producer, composer was very, very important for me. It had a huge influence because I, I had also the possibility to like always be a step ahead 
of other producers because they were not they were not DJs. So they did not get this information mm-hmm. from the crowd. Like I would go into a club and I would play certain genre and the crowd would react a certain way. I would know mm, this type of genre is going to be the next big hit, the next big uh, style that everybody's going to like. And I was always uh, like a, a step ahead um, compared to other music producers that I used to work along with. And so that basically was that connection between being a producer and a DJ. And of course you get older (laughs) and you um, start to think what the future holds and and, and what what direction you wanna go. And I was, um, at that time I already had uh, met uh, uh, my partner who I have the agency together with today. And he's also a DJ. And we were thinking about, so let's let's take a, a step into the future, like 20 years from now, you know, are you going to be DJing in clubs? It's like, mm, I don't think so. You know, I'll be old and this and that. And so the idea was like, because there's always like a social component to us musicians that... um if you if you're successful with what you're doing you kind of want to give back Mm. and the idea that came up was like there is a lot of music schools where you can learn how to play the piano you can learn how to play drums guitar you can learn how to sing but there is no way for young people who are interested in being a dj and becoming a dj to really learn the basics, how to become a DJ. Most of the DJs that I know, they've taught themselves. And that was like, that situation was like, you know what? We should open up a DJ school. And that was at a time where the DJ himself kind of was um, in in the perception of the audience was becoming a superstar. It was at that time where people like David Guetta, Tiesto, Calvin Harris, all these big superstar DJs started to rise. And like always, like if the media tells the audience, this is the next big thing, mm-hmm. all the kids want to become the next big thing. Mm-hmm. So we we thought at that moment it would be stupid not to do it. So um, we started gathering some information. What is best way and what process has to be done to open up a DJ school. And we did that, I think it was in 2009. And within one year, we gathered over 70 students. And at that time, it was just me and my partner in this in this DJ school teaching them. And and we were growing constantly, so we noticed okay, in 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 to be able to still keep on being a music producer and a and a, a a songwriter and a DJ myself, I'm not going to be able to do the whole thing. You know, being a producer, being a DJ teacher, being a DJ myself, it's going to be too difficult. Mm-hmm. So basically, that's the moment the entrepreneurship starts working. Mm-hmm. Um, I was told at a, at a very, very young age, if you want to make things work, you have to be the one 
to tell people what they have to do. So if you want to be a good boss, you have to know how to delegate. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I realized, you know, it would be much easier to find someone who can take over the DJ school as a teacher, as a director for the school. Mm -hmm. And basically, you only have this outside role of controlling. Is he doing a good job? Is he generating new students? And that's when we just found people in our surrounding that were DJs at that time that were interested in becoming teachers at our school. So basically we could step back from being a teacher and just owning the school and having someone to teach in the school. And uh, almost 14 years later, we have a school director, three teachers, and over 150 um, students on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that gave us the opportunity to have the school. It's working. We don't have to spend every day there. So basically, I can concentrate on my work as a producer or a DJ. And the thing with the booking agency kind of was, that was thrown at us, to be honest, because it was like people here in the area started finding out they have a DJ school. So they know a lot of DJs. So do you have a DJ he could be uh, spinning in, in my bar on the weekend? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll ask him. And so that was like in the beginning, it was more like, do you have a DJ who can DJ at my party? Yeah, sure. <laughs> and then I realized, wait a second, we're, we're teaching all these kids to become DJs, professional DJs. And on the other side, we know a lot of bars, clubs, private people who need a DJ on the weekend. Maybe we should open up a booking agency. <laughs> and Because, I mean, we're sitting at the fountain. Yeah. We have a DJ school. I, I have plenty of young people who come out of the DJ school being really, really good DJs. And what they want to do, they want to play. They want to have jobs. And I have a lot of people in the area who ask me for DJs. And I was like, okay. And so we started the booking agency. At the beginning, we were just um, booking DJs to parties, bars, private parties, clubs. And then all these uh, different people from the area, they're like, yeah, um, well, do you have a, a, a singer who could come with the DJ? Do you have a saxophone player who could come with the DJ? So basically that just evolved over the time it was like okay uh, as a producer as a dj i i know a lot of musicians i know a lot of singers that i've worked with before and so the idea it, it was it wasn't a no-brainer to like ask musicians and singers to join us in our booking agency um because the the market was there people were asking us for musicians who could play at a wedding together with a singer, you know, because they already had asked me for the DJ for the wedding party at the night. So basically this whole thing was uh, a no brainer. And um, for me, it was the crucial, the crucial thought why I I wanted to venture in all these different things was um, I studied at the pop Academy Mm -hmm. And the director of the Pop Academy, he once said something kind of important to me. Um, it was concerning 
like a lot of musicians are waiting for that top 10 hit, that number one hit that will um, make them huge as a musician. And he made us realize that the percentage of people who achieve that, of having a successful song out there that will blow up and make you a huge superstar is really, really small. It's like winning the lottery. And the thing is, most of the time, it's an artist or a band. But the artist is the one who's going to make the money, the one who's being successful. But this artist has a piano player, has a keyboarder, has a... It, it is, you know, it's always crucial to have a, a network around you of people who you want to work with. But the one being successful, the one making basically all the money is one person. In some cases, the band, you know, depending on the structure that they have in the band. So he said, you do not have to have a number one record to be successful in music and make money with music. And that kind of tipped me into a direction where I was like, to me, it doesn't really matter how I make a living when it comes to, to uh, earning money. For me, the only thing that always has been important, it has to do something with music. Mm -hmm. It has to do something with my, my uh, desire of making music as a DJ, as a producer, as a teacher, as a composer. It doesn't matter. So basically, that was the tipping point where I decided if... I want to make a living with music. It can be as a booking agency. It can be as a DJ school owner. It can be as a producer composer, and it can also be as a DJ. It doesn't matter as long as it has to do something with music. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And you were covering already so many things. I mean, my head is full of questions because I think like there were so <laughs> many insights and so many deep wisdom and so many experience and so many stuff with entrepreneur like, okay, Thank you for sharing and giving us the whole, yeah, the whole line in it. Going back to your childhood, it seems like you were already supported by your parents by when you were discovering your art or your artist inside that they supported. Because I want now to, yeah, to to hop on to these points where you can also transfer it to whatever kind of art and to people maybe in the process right now. And so there are some tipping points. I think discovering as an as a child already the art and being supported by your parents, this was the first or one of the first points what was giving you the possibility to go in this direction, right? Oh, absolutely. Um I grew up in a family where we were always supported when it came to, um, let's call it hobbies, mm. whether it was sport, art, music. My sisters, I have two elder sisters, they would play instruments. Um, we would do sport activities. I, would, I, would, I, would, I was playing basketball in school and, and I also joined the rugby team and, and my sisters as well. We always were supported in, in, um, in our hobbies. And the thing for me was um, basically because my, my sisters also played instruments, but they never had the desire to pursue a career in music. And for me, it was like uh, when I was a teenager, um, basically, I just found this huge love for music because mm -hmm. of the 
possibilities that music has. And I'm not talking about earning money with music, but the the emotional state of music. Like mm-hmm. I would always say, if you have someone who's ready to jump off a bridge, depending on the music that you played to him, he will jump or he will not jump. Like in this extreme, of course, there's more to it, but this is like an extreme example that music has the possibility to change things on an emotional level. It can heal on an emotional level. And that's something that I was interested like at a really, really young age. And my parents have always been supportive when it comes to as ch- children, it, whether it was music, whether it was sports, art, whatever. And that was a crucial situation because if I would not have gotten that support, um, I probably just would have been keeping it a hobby and not had that desire to pursue it on a professional level. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for everyone listening, like, oh, yeah, but what am I doing when I didn't have this? And because this is the majority, right? So you 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 have some passion for any kind of art and you would love to be able to be this yeah, as a profession and earning money with it. But then referring it or transferring it to today when you are listening to it, what does this mean when you haven't had the support of your parents or in an early young age? that you look for support, that you look for an environment, that you yeah. look for a community, that you look for like-minded people. Like then this thing is coming off, okay, your intuition, your passion is calling you. You know that you want to do it. So keep believing and dreaming, but then look for people who support you and don't yeah, tell yourself out of the story like the majority of people does. And so, yeah, this is a beautiful thing. That was going to add that because, yeah. of course, I also – have a lot of people who come to me like, yeah, I could have become a musician, but I never had the support of my parents. Mm. Um, I have to say, I have supported a lot of young people who did not get the support of their parents. Mm. Not because the parents didn't want to support them, mm-hmm. because the parents, they did not like, there is music. I mean, there's people out there who don't have like this connection to music. And for them, it's like they're, they're, they come from families where they're like regular jobs and, 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 and they don't have this connection to music. And for them, it, the, the thought of becoming a musician is like not that they, they don't want to allow it, but they just don't have this connection to it. So they don't really pursue that, you know. Yeah. And, and I know a lot of musicians that never got the support of their parents, but at some point in their life, there always was a person that would give them the support. It, it could be a music teacher. It could be an uncle who played the guitar, whatever. You know, there's always going to... The, the funny thing about musicians is we're like receptors. The moment we are confronted with a musician who is talented, we have this huge urge to support them. Mm-hmm. I just had this a few weeks ago. I was visiting a friend in a club. Um, She works there at the bar. And while I was sitting at the bar, I was having a drink and I look to the left and I see this young girl standing next to the DJ. And he kind of signaled her, take over, I have to go to the toilet. Mm -hmm. So she took over the DJ set and started DJing for five, six minutes. 
and she did a good job. And I was like, okay, hmm. And there's not a lot of DJs, so for me it was like, okay, I think oh, she's she she's doing good. I, I like her style. So I went up to her and I'm like, are you a DJ? Or are how come? Because you were not DJing tonight. You just did like two, three mixes, and then the DJ took back over. And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, I've just started. I, I, uh, I like it. Uh, during COVID, I, I didn't. I, I had um, they closed down my my job, so I, I was looking for something that would make fun. And so I started it off as a hobby. And and I thought like in those five minutes that I saw her, she did a big impression. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I just gave her my 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 Instagram and I said, "Listen, if you want to pursue this on a professional le level, I have a DJ school here in the region. Why don't you just visit me at the DJ school?" So that's what I'm talking about. It's like there's always going to be yeah. people who are going to support you, whether it's your parents, whether it's someone else in the family, a music teacher, doesn't matter. Because musicians or people who are into music, they're always looking for the next best thing. For yeah. someone, and and I have I work with a lot of singers that that are newcomers because I've always had this belief in myself um, to support newcomers. Like when I was young, I had people that supported me, mm -hmm. so I have the same urge that when I get to know someone who I believe is talented, I want to support them in my possibilities. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Thank you for sharing. I think where the artist piece come, came from in your life and how you pursued it and like all of these things, it's getting pretty clear or it was getting pretty clear. When and how kicked the whole entrepreneurial side in so that we then form the today existing or many years already, decades existing entrepreneur, but where was the entrepreneur mindset, behavior, attitude kicking in? Well, basically, it, it it was a parallel thing that was happening. Um, for me, it was it was of course the desire to be a musician was there, but reality at some point kicks in, mm -hmm. and reality is very very harsh. Sometimes <laughs> reality can be an asshole. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no, it was basically it was it was kind of a parallel thing. Like I, I would, um, I would meet someone who would uh, ask me to come and DJ at a party and he would say, yeah, I'll pay you this amount of money. And I was like, Hmm, this sounds good. Um, and I kind of realized real quick that if I play my cards, right. And in my situation, the most important thing was networking. I need to meet people and get to know or, or get some structure into my network. For me, it, it was always like an important thing. Um, if I know this guy who knows that other guy who knows that guy over there and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And there will always be like a connection and there will always be like a possibility to get my music further and i honestly did not have the urge to go and have a regular job i i realized really really soon that i have this huge respect for people who wake up in the morning and go 
to their nine to five, I'm not made for that. I'm absolutely not made for that. I have a huge respect for people who can do that. Um, I don't. And especially, I think that the reason um, why I'm able to pursue a career in music on all the different um, varieties of me doing it is because I'm not scared. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never had this feeling, oh, shit, how am, how am I going to survive? Is there enough money to make in this area? I've never had that. I've always, like, I've kind of always managed to make enough money to, to earn a living. Yeah. But because I've always been there, that's yeah. one thing that I realized. Like, you need to be where shit is going down. Like, mm-hmm. I knew that this is the new hot spot in the city for parties. I need to be there. Even if at the beginning it's just being a guest, I need to be there because the possibility of meeting someone who can open a door, who can connect me to that guy, who can connect me to the other guy, who will at the end realize he's a DJ. I want him to DJ in my club. That is very important. And the same is as a music producer. I have a studio. I've been, I have that studio since 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, I met uh, through my, through my uh, college years, I met the guy who owns the studio. And when I finished music college, um, I went up to him and I'm like, hey, hmm. you have a studio with 10 studios. I want to be in your studio. So for me, it always was like, you need to be there. You need to connect with people. You need to let people know what you're doing. Marketing is a very, very important thing. And if you don't know how to market yourself, you're not going to achieve anything. Because this romantic idea of me being a singer, walking through the supermarket, singing a song, (laughs) and this huge record company executive is going to hear me singing in the supermarket and he's going to give me a record deal and I'm going to become a superstar, that is total bullshit. I always say it's 80% of working your ass off Mm. and being in the situations you have to be, finding out who are the people you need to present yourself to, 80% of working your ass off and 20% of luck because luck is definitely a component in this whole thing. But there's also a saying, if you work your ass off, luck will come. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. I I believe in the situation of if you are working your ass off, luck will come within. So basically for me, the same thing with the studio thing. I, I used to spend days in the studio not having any projects actual but just by being there in the kitchen grabbing a coffee meeting this new person who just walked in and who are you and what are you doing and oh okay so you do this kind of music oh that's interesting send me a demo Mm -hmm. or i would Mm -hmm. i would hit the studio and prepare like 20 to 25 song ideas, put them back in the days, put them on a CD mm-hmm. and have like 20 to 30 CDs in my car. And then I would go some places and I would meet someone like, oh yeah, listen to my music. Listen, check this out. And I'm talking about 15 years ago, you know, today, if, if I would come up today as a musician, 
my whole career probably would have gone much, much faster because of the way uh, uh, everything works today is much easier. Back in the days, you would have to like pass out CDs. Today, mm. you meet someone and you airdrop him a link with your music mm. instantly. Mm. So, and back in the days, I would spend in the studio, I would have like 30 CDs ready and, and meet artists. I'm like, oh, so you, you're working on a new project. Here's my music, you know. And, and that's way easier or the way to promote yourself today via social media. We didn't have that back then. No. Back then you had to promote yourself by actually being in the situation. I knew that there was this concert and everybody in the city would be there and, and the audience would be full of musicians. I would have to be there. And you have to be open. You have to be able to connect and talk to people and present yourself. And I would always say, like, a lot of people ask me, um, what is the best way to approach people? And for me, it's always like, when you approach people, approach them with this mental state of, I am the best at what I do. There's 50 other people here in the room, but I am the best at what I do. And I realized really, really quick that I might not be the best songwriter. I might not be the best producer. I might not be a lot of things the best at, but there's one thing I'm really, really, really good at approaching people and selling them what they need. That's the, and, and for all the other things like, for example, I'm not a good guitar. I don't play the guitar. Mm -hmm. And I meet someone and he's like, look, I'm looking for a producer for this rock band. And, and they don't have a good guitar player. So I need a good guitarist as well. I am your man. I can do this for you. And I will sell it. I will sell it 100%. And he will book me as a producer. I don't play the guitar. But I know five guitar players who are really, really good at playing the guitar. So what I will do is I will come in as a producer and I will bring a guitarist with me. Or if someone's like, uh, I need a, a producer for my record, but I, uh, he has to be a really, really good songwriter as well. Like, I'm a really good producer. I'm a okay songwriter, but you know what? I know a really, really good songwriter. So I will bring the songwriter with me. And, and that's the thing, knowing people is the most important thing in this business. And if you cannot bring the skill to the table, know someone who can bring the skill to the table and bring him with you. That's basically my recipe. <laughs> I mean, I'm so in awe and in love with your sharing and your the interview and what everyone hopefully gets to, yeah, pull out of this conversation because it's all golden what you share. And so in case someone still hasn't got their things out of it because they were may maybe not all the time present while you were sharing. Maybe one last question, because the last five minutes were already golden even more. But what would you say? Let's say three things, maybe not four, but and maybe they are the, the ones you already shared, but three things when someone is on this path from common artist to even more successful entrepreneur, like really making a living and a business and earning enough and being successful, more money. Yeah. More independence, more impact, because I think all these things are important for artists. 
what would be the key ingredients? What would you tell them? I've met a lot of singers, musicians during the last 25 years. And the key ingredient number one is fire. Mm. You meet someone and they don't burn for what they want to do. Mm -hmm. Like I've met wonderful singers, talented singers. I would say some of them should be superstars. Mm. And they don't have the desire, the fire, the what it takes. They are good singers. They're yeah. super great songwriters. But there's the thing for me, it's always two things. You have to have the talent, mm -hmm. but you also have to have the will mm -hmm. to work your ass off. Yeah. And the approach back in the days was a different approach than it is today. Back in the days when you were a singer, you would write songs and then you would go on the street and play. You would go to the bars and play. You would find locations where you knew, okay, every Friday in this location, there's like an open mic and people present their music. That's the way you, you could do it. That was the only way you could do it. You know, there were spots. People knew if I go there, there will be an audience. Maybe there will be some record company executives, et cetera, et cetera. That has evolved within the last few years. Today, everybody hmm. with an iPhone, a MacBook, whatever, you are able to not only record your music, but put it out there. And it's, it's really funny because the these last years when I had um, uh, contact to some record company executives and we were talking about artists, it's so hilarious because There's one question that everybody asks you while you're discussing an artist. Like, yeah, I know this singer. She's blah, 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 blah. And there's one one question that will always be asked. Mm. How many followers does she mm. or he have on Instagram mm -hmm. or TikTok? Mm. And I notice, okay, this whole social media thing is a whole, it's a whole new thing. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's all these old ways of promoting music they have broken away yeah. and i meet a lot of talented musicians and they're not willing to put in the work mm -hmm. and, and i just had this conversation with this girl the other day and she said what can i do to promote my music it's like how many videos do you upload onto you onto your um social media Yeah, like one or two every five or six weeks. Like, mm -hmm. Take a look at these huge, huge successful artists of the last few years. Take a look at their Instagram profiles. And I was, I was taking a look at this young girl from, I don't know, she's from, from the U.S. And I was scrolling through her feed and I, I, I went back like two years And I see that, like, her first videos, it was a daily routine. Every day she would post a video of her singing, cover songs, original songs, playing some instruments, working with a loop station. And the first songs, they had, like, yeah, 500, 600 views. And then while you keep on scrolling, 
you come to the top of the, the feed and she has like millions of views on her videos. So basically she spent the whole time on a daily basis uploading her music to Instagram, to TikTok, to build a community. Back in the days, you would go to play some bars and the people would find out who you are. Maybe you had the possibility to give out some CDs or you would have to build a community for your music to be heard. That whole thing has been translated to the internet mm -hmm. for the last 15 years. Yeah. And if you don't put in the work, you're not going to get anything out of it. Yeah. That's it. If yeah. you don't put in the work, and today that means to promote, if you want to promote yourself as an artist, you will have to do it via social media. Yeah. Yeah. The old school way is a nice way. Go and play some bars. Okay. You can do that. And you should do that because the life situation should still be there. But I think it's a, It's a mixture of both promoting yourself online and also go out outside and, and play music and, mm -hmm. and meet people and get a real feedback, not only the online feedback, but also yeah. the real feedback because yeah. you have to be able to like get a feel for what it means to be on a stage and sing songs and have jam sessions and meet other musicians. But I, I personally believe that it is absolutely possible to become a super successful artist without signing a record deal. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I absolutely believe. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's so hilarious because there's people being very successful on social media. And at the end of the day, they are selling you shit. Mm -hmm. They are successful with makeup tutorials, with craftsmanship because they like to build things. And the ones who really, really have something to offer on an emotional level, which is music, they are absolutely, I would say, um, they do not understand how the game works. Yeah, there lot. comes the entrepreneur mindset in there, right? There's yeah. marketing, self, sales, Absolutely. like Absolutely. being a brand. And this is what I'm telling all the time. And of course, it's also part of my coaching is this, Hey, you are a brand, you are selling something. Yes, you are selling emotions. You are selling, and as you said in the beginning, this art saves lives, art heals, art changes, art transforms. Like understanding and seeing the value and what you are doing, and therefore raising your own bar and the prices. And yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. When I started DJing, I would DJ for a hundred euros a night. Yeah. Now I I, I make Enough more, much more. <laughs> yes. you know? Yeah. And and because and for me it's always it's it's always been if they like what you do, they will call you. Or they will call someone else to let them know this is the guy you need as yeah. a producer, as a DJ, as whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And 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 that's something that is you have to put in the work. Yeah. Yeah. And and in music and any 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 successful artist will tell you the same. Yeah. If you don't put in the work, it's not going to work. Thank you. Amazing, Room Like, <laughs> thank you for the time. Thank you for all the wisdom, your experience, your life path. So when anyone wants to check him out, then go in the show notes. You will find him. And for you personally, all the best. Thank you.
Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Mm-hmm.